needs, call me, Sam Shuck, at 970-413-4939. Welcome, welcome to the Saturday edition. This is the Pac-Man and the Rev show where Pac and I have trouble keeping to the script because we don't have a script. <laughs> so anyway, we're, uh, we'll be with you today from, from 1 until 2. We'll be followed by Terry and Terry's views of the news. And, uh, you know, they, there's so much going on, folks. I can hardly remember it all anymore. Pack, how's it going, buddy? Oh, not bad. Just uh, trying to enjoy what couple hours of good weather we got left before we get three days of nothing but rain and snow. Uh, you know, good uh, mid-May weather, you know, thanks to uh, global warming, I think is that what it's called these days, or climate change, one of those, I don't know. It's, uh, it's uh, entertaining, to say the least. Yeah, global warming. Uh, yeah, I shoveled a bunch of that off my driveway and sidewalk this winter. Global warming. You know, we were in a pretty severe drought, but uh, the last two weeks has compounded the amount of moisture that we've received. Um, a couple places said they're almost at their seasonal normal. Well, we're at a 72-year high for the uh for the starting of spring precipitation levels. So we have gotten plenty of the we-need-it weather that everybody claims every time it snows or rains out. Uh, You know, speaking of the drought, you know, most people who don't pay much attention to weather patterns, you know, droughts are a rolling weather pattern around the world. There will, we will go through five-year periods where we get very little rain here in the U.S., and Europe is flooding in every city and town across the entire continent. And then they'll go through a period where they are getting nothing but droughts and, and low moisture, and we're flooding everywhere across the country. So, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not an uncommon thing. Yeah, the desire pack is for people to immediately, uh, whatever their favorite cause or or crisis is flavor of the week. Uh, see, we're we're in another drought, and then uh, then we'll go. And we're having abnormal, unseasonable moisture, and you know it's it's whatever you want it to be. And what bothers me is we uh, at the political level, at the leadership level, government. Uh, people, uh, employees, senators, congressmen, I don't care what you're talking about, they latch hold of this. And then that becomes their their mantra, their, uh, their new rallying cry. See, Colorado's going through a drought. Well, you could say that two weeks ago, but uh, I can tell you personally, Pac, I can tell you that um, about one week ago, uh, my wife was out in the yard with the whirly bird putting down fertilizer, and then we had three days of rain. And by the time the grass had dried enough that I could mow it, it went from winter brown to almost six inches deep green. 
and just uh, oh yeah, it's, I, it's, I'm in the mo every other day cycle now. Yeah, and they, you know, you're speaking of you know the politicizing of all of this type of stuff. You know, the, it's it's a money grab, it's a tax hike, it's a, it's a way for uh, legislators to force laws that uh, that that make people invest in companies that they're divested in. You know, we we saw that years ago with Harry Reid and his push for, you know, the introduction of solar power only to find out that his son was a major shareholder in a Chinese solar panel production company. You know, so that that's really what it is. It's like here we're gonna create this this garbage thing called a carbon tax and you as an industry you have to stay below this amount of carbon production or you're gonna get fined. But if you think you're gonna go over this you can just give us some money and we'll give you more carbon credits so that you right. can go over the regulated amount. So it's really not about their concern for the environment. It's about patting their wallets on an issue that everybody has a bleeding heart over. That's right. And, and uh, you know, America has a tendency, certainly not so much our viewers. They're very well-informed people. But America as a whole has a level of ignorance that we've never seen before. Um, when I was in school, one of the first things in science class that we would learn was the very simple and easy to understand carbon cycle. And uh, that was where uh, a plant would take in CO2 through their, uh, their pores on their leaves. It would absorb CO2 and utilizing sunlight through a process that we called photosynthesis would split that CO2 atom and it would keep the carbon because it incorporated the carbon into its plant growth and it would expel the byproduct of oxygen. So nasty oxygen was a, is a byproduct of photosynthesis and folks, guess what? CO2, if we didn't have it, you know, they call it a greenhouse gas. The, the uninformed call it a greenhouse gas because without it, there would never be a greenhouse. No plant would live without CO2. Well, I'm sure what they didn't teach you in, in high school and particularly in your economics class was the viability of spending $250 million to research the impact of cow flatulence on environmental impact. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we got we got too many cows. We got too many cows. We, you know, we need to be on a more plant-based diet. Well, the problem is, is that 7.5 billion people in this world, to put everybody on a plant-based diet means we need a lot more agricultural land than what we have available to us. So, and... When you go out into the desert, you don't see a lot of trees out in the desert because it's not fertile land. It's not a good place to grow crops. So where do you find fertile land? Where you find trees. Nature's already utilizing it. So we slash and burn millions and millions and millions of acres of forest so that we can plant carrots for all the people who have sensitivities about eating animals and think that they're helping the environment. And we're butchering by the, by the megatons the Earth's capacity to recycle carbon that we produce. Yeah. Um, one upside to the carbon cycle in agriculture is certain large binding plants like a stalk of corn. Take a, a one-acre cornfield. It's unfathomable to understand how many metric tons 
of car- of carbon is bound up in the corn stalks, in the the roots, the leaves, and in actuality, the corn itself, the kernels, that all um, came from one byproduct, according to the left, CO2. Wouldn't be there without it. And methane... An acre of corn consumes as much carbon dioxide in a month as all of the diesel vehicles in the United States produce in a year. Think about that. Think about that. One acre. One acre. And and, uh, so, you know, some of that corn gets ground up into silage that goes right into the cow's diet. And uh, by the way, if methane is your concern... Your body will produce more methane from eating vegetable matter than from eating protein and carbohydrate. When you, because the roughage itself for your body to digest it, uh, it creates. It's, it's a, not. It's not broken down by right. the acids in your stomach. It's broken down by bacteria, and bacteria's byproduct is methane. That's right. Uh, and so. You know, you're, you're, the, the more you eat a diet that is not, that your body hasn't evolved to eating, then the more it relies on bacteria to break down undigestible uh, solubles, which produces huge amounts of gas. <coughs> but, uh, so yeah, we, we've given you your science lecture for the day, and there's more to come, but um, did you see that... Uh, Governor DeSantis, um, this was last week, he had a press conference, and he just blasted the CDC for the fact that they have shut down a multi-billion dollar a year industry, uh, the cruise industry, with their archaic regulations regarding cruise lines. And and here's the deal, I didn't realize this, but... uh, um, Almost all of these cruise lines are headquartered out of the East Coast, out of Florida. So virtually no matter where you're going, you get on an airplane, fly to Florida, and drive either up the north or or the south along the coast. And that's where the cruise lines are at. Yeah, every every cruise that I, I personally have never been on a cruise. I haven't had that uh, that luxury yet. But everybody I know that's ever been on a cruise to the Bahamas, to you know, global cruises, anything like that, they all fly out of Miami. They fly into Miami, board the ships in Miami, dock back in Miami, fly back to their cities. So. You know, you the the impact, the taxable impact, the tourist impact. Uh, it's got to be unbelievable, and and I mean, Disney and Carnival Cruise, they wouldn't be building these three billion dollar cruise ships if there wasn't huge money to be made in that industry. Well, and it's you know that the amount if and the neat thing about a cruise pack is, uh, and I have been on one. Uh, is you kind of decide how you want to relax. You get on that ship and you can you can just go sit on the fantail and watch the wake of the ship and just and and notice what it's really cool especially at night off on the horizon the lights from the other cruise ships cuz they're all lit up like carnivals literally and uh, it, it's it's the most peaceful um you know, I mean, you can go through some storms and you can get a little seasick, 
you know, take your take your seasick meds before you go, but just relax. Just relax. Just stay out of the Suez Canal, people. We don't right. need any more of that crap. Right. Oh, man. <clears throat> Could you imagine? I don't know if there's any cruise ships were going or had to go through the canal at that time. But the trip around the Horn is a long trip. Yeah, that, extended cruise. I yeah, if, uh, <laughs> yeah you, your cruise ship would have to be refueled at sea. But more importantly, the refrigeration uh, refrigerators would be empty. So anyway, that uh, I just brought that up because, see, here's a man who's got some logic. He says, okay, so the CDC shuts down cruises in the U.S. because, remember, they're taking care of us, all right? But then DeSantis points out they didn't stop anything. They stopped nothing from happening. All that happens is those cruise ships go to the Bahamas and load, okay? So in Nassau or Grand Bahama, now you're flying instead of to Miami, you're flying to the Bahamas to get on your ship. Well, it takes it takes a hundred airplanes full of people to fill a cruise ship. If you're really concerned about the environment and but DeSantis point was plain. We these ships are gonna sail. They're gonna go no matter what. Let them load in Florida. Come on, let's it's our cake. And then he finished that off. He finished that entire conversation with one thing. He said, you're not doing this for our health. You're doing this for politics. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's all this is. Uh, You know, the reason you don't see a lot of other countries in this world that are having issues with coronavirus the way we have is because no other countries in the world were making this a political weapon. They weren't, uh, they weren't using it so that state senators and local governors and, and high country leader officials could posture back and forth with each other over, uh, over who has the right idea to do what. And, you know, the, the, governor's, the governor's biggest claim was to the power grab where it's our state. We control how things are managed within our state. That was something that was reiterated by Kumo, reiterated by Newsom. And those states suffered some of the highest death rates from coronavirus infections in the entire country. And even though it was their state and their responsibility, it was Trump's fault. Yeah. It was, well, yeah, orange man bad. Same uh, same thing there. Same, same theme. Same everything. But here's, the point was simply this. You're... You're living in a society where politics and the agenda determine what's right for you, what's healthy for you. And uh, sadly, neither of those two issues will give you what's best for you. We're, we're, I don't know, Pac, it just, uh, so far I haven't called you anything but Pac-Man. I'm feeling a victory here. (laughs) I'm feeling a victory. And and then we're, uh, you know, the Biden administration is now considering the banning of flavored cigars and menthol cigarettes. You know, here's the thing is that 
whether or not those things are bad for you, whether or not, you know, if there, you know, big complaint is, oh, well, you know, menthol and flavored cigarettes and tobacco products are being used to market towards teenagers and young, young adults, and that's wrong. Well, if that's wrong, that's fine. Go ahead and, uh, and punish those companies who do those things. We did that in the past. That's why Camel Cigarettes and R.J. Reynolds got rid of Joe Camel and Joe Cool and all that type of stuff. But the thing is, is that when you start regulating my choices, whether they're good or bad choices, the point is, is that you're regulating my choices based on the inability of other people to make good choices. That's right. And and that's that's the thing is that it's not my responsibility, or is it your place to pass your punishments and your judgments and your 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 whatever onto me because you are unsatisfied with the behavior of others. And and we see that across everything from gun control laws to basically all laws regarding public safety and public health. It's not really about it's not really about what you as the good person have done. It's about padding the society so the people who can't function normally can safely integrate with the rest of us. We used to um we used to live by a credo in America uh, that was basically survival of the fittest, and um, and there was some some consequences to that that aren't necessarily wonderful for everyone, and uh, you know such as there are people that can find themselves in situations that are less than favorable to living a good survivable life. We understand that. Um, we also understand that there's been millions and millions and millions of people who um, have overcome those issues. And so we're, we're looking at this and saying, do we, um, if you look at the globalist agenda and you look at socialism as a whole, socialism says we are going to take all 340 million Americans and we are going to bring them down. You, socialism cannot lift you up. Socialism can only set you down. We're going to take 340 million Americans and take things away from them to equalize everything. And that's that's not the way a capitalist yeah, it's, society it's, it's, works. It's not about creating a situation where those without can benefit and grow and gain. Right. It's about those who overcame their adversities and succeeded. It's about taking their successes away and giving it back to, and giving it to those who could not find a way. And, you know... Think of it as, you know, you said survival of the fittest. That is basically a overall law of nature. I mean, right. more so than anything. But could you imagine that if if you took a pride of lions and the, the strong, healthy male, the leader of the pride, if they took half of his food away to give it to the weak ones that don't contribute anything to the pride and then you still expect that that lion to go out and be the protector and be the defender and be the provider but you know and and of course a lion doesn't think the way people do we take that to an even further extreme as to why why do i need to go toil in the fields for 50 hours so that 25 of my hours of production can be handed to the guy who toiled in the field for nothing 
right. and 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 then I'm going to sit back eventually and say, well, wait a minute, he did nothing and got everything, so maybe I should start or, doing nothing. Or he did nothing and got the same yeah, thing. Yeah, got I the had. same, got the same thing I had, and he didn't have to do anything, so maybe I don't have to do anything either. And then then the guy next to me who is working now. His 50 hours has to get toiled between three people instead of just the one who was doing nothing. It's, it's a disease. It's a progressive disease of society, and it, it does not bring up prosperity. It, it, what it does is it takes away prosperity to make the less prosperous appear to be doing well. And yeah, I, I don't want to live in an ant colony. That's what that is, you know. In in anybody who anybody who doesn't perform their function, doesn't perform within a certain standard, is either killed, expelled, or and then when you're dead and gone, you're just replaced. You're just part of a cog, and the only ones who truly benefit are the hierarchy, the people in charge of the system. Yeah, that that's a good, that's a really apt explanation. The entire ant colony analogy, because. That's that's what globalism is about. When you think about it, there's only um, there's only going to be depending there's only going to be one queen per colony, okay? And while she may lay eggs to create, and I don't care if you're talking about bees or ants, she may lay eggs to grow new queens, but under most circumstances, those will never mature. They'll never reproduce. As long as that queen is still dominant within her colony, she will kill all the new queens. And the only and the only thing outside of ruling the common class of that colony that is a concern to the queen is that the queen understands that it's not going to live forever. So it the only so it creates a special elitist group of hierarchy to replace it when it's gone. It's not like you as the as the tunnel digger can work your way up to queen of the colony. Yeah. It's you you those those opportunities those not chances are not available to you. So you don't get you don't get to enjoy the fruits of your labor. You're you're fed enough to stay alive, you're given enough water to not die of dehydration. You are allowed inside when the rain comes down so that you don't get wet and you don't get killed and you don't drown. But that's not because of their concern about you as an individual right. and your contribution to the colony. It's because without you, they have to amass energy into replacing you so that somebody else can dig right. the tunnel you weren't digging. And you can't you can't tax to prosperity you can't take prosperity and pass it around it is not a commodity and you know it's it's kind of interesting I, I i have a lot of liberal friends on social media and one of them made a thing made a comment and said the american dream has been passed off by capitalism onto people as being the goal in life is to become a millionaire and a billionaire and he goes when the and he said what the american dream should be is should be collectively that Everybody is fed, everybody has medical, everybody is safe. And, this, and I said, actually, neither one of those are the American dream. The American dream is to have the choice of what it is that you want to make of yourself. There's plenty of people who are living the dream that are not millionaires and billionaires because that's not their goal in life. If you want that to be your goal in life, 
that's fine because that's what the American dream is. You can have that goal. It's not what the American dream definitely is not is somebody saying collectively everybody should be working for this because the American dream is not supposed to be defined for you. You're supposed to be able to define it for yourself. But that's what socialism takes away from you is choice. That's the ultimate killer of socialism is the removal of choice. And without choice, you have no freedom. There you go. And, you know, in a capitalist society, each one of us has the luxury of trying <coughs> to attain the level um, that we're comfortable at. And that's all it is. It is uh, the opportunity. And sometimes you have to start on the hard end, the working end of the shovel, um, to work your way up to where you become <coughs> the person who um, who runs the steam shovel, okay? And then after you run the steam shovel, then you work your way up to being the manager or the corporate leader. But where you stop, where you stop is in turn decided, is in part decided by how ambitious you are. You can climb as far as you want. Right now, David, I mean, pack, pack. there we go. It, I knew it. I got off script. Well, well, like, um, I want, I want to talk about what you just said there in a minute when we come back from the break about the, about achieving your idea of the American dream. There you go. Hi, this is Dr. Wayne Hoffman. Are you struggling with medical issues or chronic pain? Do you have medical questions you can't find the answers to? You may want to check out my show, Proactive Health Strategies, every Sunday from 12 to 2, right here on 1360 KHNC, The Roar of the Rockies. Did the fire marshal take one look down your driveway and say, Uh, my guys aren't going down there. Or are there parts of it that just need a little more sun? Then call Affordable Tree at 970-568-6898. We can climb, cut, or trim your problems away. Specializing in defensive space, upper and lower fire mitigation, forest health, plus we can save freshly hit beetle trees. So call us at 568-6898. That's 568-6898. Hi, this is Bob Enyart with Colorado Rights Alive. Please work to abolish abortion, but reject all so-called pro-life efforts to regulate child killing. Even on the surface, regulations undermine the very concept of the right to life, and they convince even our own judges, tragically, that the fetus they consent to killing must not be a real child. See AmericanRTL.org slash regulations for more. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I would like to encourage everyone to make sure they are prepared financially as the Federal Reserve continues to destroy the value of the dollar. Since the closing of the gold window in 1971, the Federal Reserve has led the way in the explosion of debt and the devaluing of your money. They openly say that they need 2% inflation which simply means they hope to devalue your money and they want to do this every single year, year after year. I know it's hard to understand, but the Federal Reserve believes in prosperity through debt and growth via the devaluation of your future. To learn more about how to protect yourself, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592 and protect yourself against the devaluing of your money. 
When dealing with a worldwide pandemic, remember to avoid, distance, and alienate yourself from friends, family, and neighbors. That way, when the crisis is over, no one will ask you to help them move, to borrow money, or bother you for a cup of sugar ever again. After all, who needs community anyway? This has been a public service announcement. Have a lonely, I mean lovely day. Be careful when you're dealing with a conspiracy theorist. You may end up with a whole lot more truth than you're used to handling. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. And I'm not missing a thing. Watching the full moon cross in the range. Riding the storm out. Riding the storm out. All right, folks, you're back with Pac-Man and the Rev, and uh, we got 30 more minutes. That's fast 30 minutes there, Pac. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and, and we're going we're gonna to switch gears on some of this here in, in just a couple moments, but I did want to bring up something, you know, when you were talking about your... The idea of the American dream and the idea of your success is based on your aspirations as far as how far you want to go and this and that. Now, I uh, I would love to be a multimillionaire. Don't get me wrong. I would love the luxuries that come along with that. But I have been a business owner and so have you for the last 15 years. And while we always wanted to make a little bit more money and we want to be our main goals were to be self-sufficient and have the freedom and capability to do things on our own schedules i was able to be there every day with my kids instead of having to work 12 hours a day and those type of things so so no the goal in the goal in of success isn't always the goal of capitalism isn't always about becoming a millionaire and a billionaire it's about having the freedom to position yourself to do the things that you desire to do which you don't get to do in communist slash socialist style governments because the government regulates what is or isn't acceptable and if you if my idea of success and my idea of my my goals as an independent person do not mesh with the driving agenda of the government then I become a complication and that has to be fixed. And that means, and there's two ways to fix that. You either take me out or you eliminate the choices that I am making that make me not fit your mold. And that's that's how those systems operate. Right. And uh, taking you out is not taking you out to the ball game. Okay? No. That's a... Uh, it's a literal or figurative, I don't care which way you choose to look at it, term for eliminating what little choice you did have left. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. So if, if, if what I prefer to do on a daily basis is not contributing enough to pushing your agenda in the direction it wants to go, you make those things that I do on that daily basis no longer available options for me. Right. And that's the um, that's I'm not going to say the American dream. That's the socialist dream. That's the dream of socialism is we will take away your choices and they will do that through things like I'm going to raise your taxes. You don't have a choice. It's just going to happen because there are certain things that I want to accomplish. And that's going to happen by me taking away from you the things that you have choices to do so that my agenda can be pushed forward. 
and and that's that's ultimately where it ends up and <clears throat> i don't know any socialist country in the world from venezuela to wherever that money still is not the driving factor so you know a lot of people don't think about that is that most most socialist countries out there are still driven and funded on capitalist ideals. They're just owned and operated by the government instead of the people. So the government is still taking all the fruits of your labors and selling them to the highest bidder and doing all the things that you on an individual in a capitalist government get to do in a capitalist society. They're just doing it for their own benefit. And you know, when you see these people, they're like, oh, taxes are great. We need to tax the rich. We need to get them to pay their fair share. This is a, Here's the thing. The rich are not holding you down. B me making a billion dollars doesn't cost you anything. The only person costing you anything is the government. They're the ones that raise your taxes. They're the ones that take your money to cover their spending. They basically are tantamount to your neighbor buying a car that he cannot afford, so he sends the bill to your house instead of paying it himself. And so it doesn't matter if you make $1 billion, $100 billion, or a trillion dollars. You being a wealthy individual doesn't cost me anything. It's the government saying, hey, we spent too much money, and uh, so we need to pass this bill off to somebody, and you just happen to be in the unfortunate situation where you feel like you're paying a bigger share, and that's only because a dollar from you feels like a little bit more than a dollar from a trillionaire does, but the reality is, is it's not that billionaire forcing you to pay that dollar that situation is being created by the government that is passing it down to you and then they're telling you well it's this guy that's your problem and we'll fix that just support us and we'll fix that no every every tax burden you have in this world is attributed 100 percent to the government yeah there's uh um you know what in the united states the the greece that keeps the gears turning and the cogs is capitalism. It's the, the revenue that uh, somebody is willing to risk. And I'll, I'm going to put that in a, in a simpler way. Uh, here at KHNC, we advertise my kind CBD products. If you go to 1360khnc.com, there's a shop button there. And you can click on the shop button. And it will take you to a page and a half. Uh, it's just a really long page. You scroll down of all kinds of CBD products that you can buy. The best prices in the industry, highest quality product, truly a standalone, standout company. But the man who started my kind and the guy who started the radio station put their money on the line. They made an investment and said, I'm going to take a, get this, this is scary here, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to put, take a risk. I could gather all my eggs and bury them um, out in the backyard and where I know where they're at, no one else does, but they never can become anything other than what you buried. And these people, like my kind and KHNC and Pac-Man and... and uh, uh, Pac-Man Readiness Supplies and and uh, PE Gun Shows, those companies put skin in the game on with the hope that they're going to net out 
No guarantee, folks. No guarantee. You might just, I can tell you how many companies I've had that have failed. And uh, I, uh, and not once during any of those failures do I look to the heavens and say, God, why did my company fail? Why did I fail? Why did you fail? Never said that. I, what I prayed for was the understanding of what I did wrong, what direction I took, so that the next time I do it, and guess what, folks? You get better at it. You get better and better and better. And pretty soon. Go well, ahead, and, and, you know, and how many times, right, when we when we did gun shows, we worked with a gentleman who was married. His wife was from Venezuela, and they had family that right. still lived down Nick. in Venezuela. And, uh, and, no, it was Steve, actually. Steve, yeah, Steve and, and, yeah. and uh, but Anna, uh, Anna. but they you know they were talking about things like you know profitable businesses profitable businesses like grocery stores and things like that that were making large amounts of money before the takeover in Venezuela were acquired were were annexed by the government so that the government could be the one making the profit off of those businesses and that's the difference between the socialism and the capitalism is in the socialism you are working to your to the bone, just as you are in capitalism. But in socialism, you're working to the bone to benefit the government and the system. In the capitalism, that sweat equity investment you have has, carries the potential to benefit you. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Have you always wanted to be on the radio? Do you have strong opinions or ideas that you think should be heard? Why not host your own radio show right here on the Roar of the Rockies? You'll be on the same station as Brian Kilmeade, Michael Savage, and Alex Jones. You can brand yourself as an expert in your industry and grow your business. Imagine telling your potential clients you have your own radio show. That gives you instant credibility. For more information, call us at 970-587-5003. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit WarriorsRevolution.com. That's WarriorsRevolution.com. Do you need your fireplace clean? Not sure if your fireplace is working right or not sure if the fireplace is efficient. Call Abundant Flame at 970-966-0217 to schedule your appointment. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-ins, pellet stoves, wood fireplaces, and electric fireplaces. Visit us at Abundant-Flame or call 970-966-0217.
right, everybody, welcome back. And uh, so, Pac-Man and the Rev, we've got about 15 minutes left in our uh, Saturday uh, opportunity to entertain you. Um, so why, why, why did we start talking about the, the climate and why did we start talking about capitalism versus socialism? Why did we start talking about taxations and things like this? Well, the reason is, is because that's, those are the agendas that are being preached the most and utilized by the progressive socialists within this country. We're talking about people like AOC. The walking mouth who literally has won her district by 1,100 votes. A tiny little, teeny little district that she managed to get into Congress through. And that is the voice that is being heard. That is the voice that is being pushed on the people, particularly the youth of America, which will eventually dictate our futures one way or the other. And and this is these are the agendas that they want, but these agendas aren't really earth-saving pocket building, you know, bank account rising agendas. These are about power grabs. And they're doing that through because wealthy people are powerful. And there's just no way to get around that. You know, we understand it, whether we like it or agree with it or not. And keeping our country in a position where at any moment in time, one of us common people can become wealthy and powerful is a dangerous threat to a government seeking power and control. Yeah, and that, and well spoken. And and it breeds control mechanisms. Um, you probably are aware of the uh, social credit score system that they use in China. And uh, what, what the social credit score is, is a control mechanism. And uh, I'll give you an example. If you're a really good person in China, you're someone who gives to charity, um, you, you follow the government's line. In other words, the government says, you will do this, you will do this, you will not do this or this. Um, if you are no, a known Christian in China, that negatively impacts your social score. And what, what does that matter? Um, you buy the wrong brands in the grocery store, you negatively impact your social score. What, what is it that's being impacted? This social score, first of all, is a group of numbers put together about your compliance, your um, generosity, your silence when it comes to disagreement with the government. And your generosity, by the way, is not your generosity to helping your fellow man. It's your generosity towards progressing the cause of those in charge. Correct. So it's not it's not about walking down the street and and feeding the hungry. It's about it's about your financial contributions to the machine. Yeah, and I don't think, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not absolutely positive, but I don't believe that when you stroll down the streets in Beijing or uh, places like that, that there's panhandlers on the corner. I don't think there is. I know even in China, if you're the wrong religion, which in this case in China is Muslim, you are packed off to a concentration camp. There's actually been some footage uh, that has escaped to the West of these people in concentration camps. And I'm telling you folks, 
It's like looking at a 1930s Nazi Germany newsreel. You know, these people are, their hair is all trimmed, uniformly non-existent. They're all wearing a certain kind of uh, black set of pajamas. They're all, and they come out and they go back in. And if you'll notice something about them, there's no overweight people in the concentration camps. And if you happen to die there, they don't care. Nobody cares. In fact, the ultimate goal of most concentration camps is the eradication of the people that are sent to them. Well, that's an outcome of the social credit score. And it is impacting us in America right now in ways you can't imagine. Let's say, for example, you want to go to work today for um, a chip manufacturer or for Microsoft or any, any of those companies. You'll, before you even get called in for an interview, before you even have a clue if you're under consideration, your social media sites have been scoured, scrubbed, and gleaned so they know everything about you. They've gone to your LinkedIn account. Who owns LinkedIn? Uh, you do. No, you own an account. You don't own LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn, I think uh, it's one of the four big tech guys that owns LinkedIn. If you're uh, on Facebook, you anybody can, if they have access, okay, and access is simply they're the right people and you're not, they can go in and see everything you have ever posted. They they don't have to yeah, be on your, your friends list. Your privacy settings don't mean anything. So don't you know that's that's to humor you into being more open about the information that you provide, so that they can learn more about you. But your privacy settings don't mean anything to the people who control it. Um, but yeah, you're right. I I have known people who have literally lost their jobs because they had a bad day at work and they went to their personal social media page and made a comment about their workplace and showed up the next day to a pink slip. So, yeah, your social score, your social credit score is very much impactful even in a country like America where we're not completely yet under the thumb of those powers to be. So think, think about this. Someday... You're going to be in a position to, let's say, uh, like me. I'm on Medicare right now. I'm retired. Um, let's say I need a surgery. And it's not a horrendous surgery, but it's a critical surgery for me to be able to survive. Let's say I have a, a pancreas that's going bad. But I can have that pancreas removed and survive. Based on my social credit score... Somebody who isn't me will make a decision on whether or not the government will cover the cost of that surgery. Yeah, and so and and what your social credit score is based on versus your actual FICA score type credit score is your social credit score isn't based on your financial stability. What it is is it's based on what they determine is a set of of contributions to society that you are worth investing in. We'll be right back, folks. You can buy gold just about anywhere in the world from all kinds of different dealers. So why do you use the Patriot Trading Group? 20 years of service, just like that. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, just like that. Lowest prices, just like that. No solicitation, 
just like that. Buying or selling, just like that. For all your gold and silver needs, call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592. Just like that. Could your child use an extra boost in school? Are they in elementary school and looking to improve self-confidence? Or in high school hoping to raise their grades to get into the college of their dreams? Then Grade Potential Tutoring has the right tutor for you and your family. Grade Potential Tutoring has provided award-winning in-home and online tutoring services for almost 20 years. With COVID-19, this school year has been like no other, and many parents are reaching out for extra support. Let our friendly staff at Grade Potential Tutoring answer all your questions and explain how we can help your child. Call now and we will match you with the perfect tutor to help your child succeed. We also tutor all college classes. We can help with all your tutoring needs. So call right now for your free, no-obligation tutoring consultation. 800-695-0376. 800-695-0376. 800-695-0376. That's 800-695-0376. Socialism, like the ancient ideas from which it springs, confuses the distinction between government and society. As a result, every time we object to a thing being done by government, the socialists conclude we object to it being done at all. We disapprove of state education, and the socialists say we are opposed to any education. Socialism. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. in the rev and we're with you hey listen i've been talking a little bit about social credit score but i've only touched the top of the iceberg and i'm gonna tell you why because on monday at 11 o'clock terry v and i are terry v and the rev are going to do a deep deep dive on social credit score you know right now um you don't think that your social credit score and your financial credit score are connected, but they actually are. And uh, find out how on Monday. Um, it'll, it'll be fascinating. Just a shout out, remember, on the 22nd, 23rd of this month, you can come and see Pac Man and I, and maybe Terry will show up this time, we don't know, uh, at the uh, uh, Loveland Gun Show, the PE Gun Show in Loveland. Their, their website is pegunshows.com. No, peshows.com. Peshows.com. Yeah, I. Yeah. Oh, never mind. But, but yeah. So folks. there. You know, that's that's two weeks from uh, two weeks from today. Uh, come out there, see us. We we love being with the fans. I mean, that's why we're here in the first place. But yeah. So tune in on Monday for sure because this. You know, this, that's going to be the open forum. That's from eleven to one. And and this this social this social credit score thing is, you know, as goofy as it sounds, guys. This is this is going to have more of an impact on people than how much money you make how much money you have saved in fact it's actually going to have an impact on how much money you make right. and how much money you save and how much money you are allowed to have and how you spend that money and 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 ultimately a deciding factor as to what 
choices and liberties you're allowed to exercise within this country. That's and it. like I said, it's not necessarily based on on your financial viability, but it, it, it plays a huge role into what the powers to be consider your social viability, which is a major impact. Are you going to be a guy that is worth that life-saving medical procedure because of what you can contribute to, to the agenda, or are you a guy who we will invest all this money in and you will just be, continue to be a thorn in our side? Those are things that will be determined for it. You know, I don't know what I said on social media when I joined it nine, or when I joined it 10 years ago. But you can bet that if I ever want to run for office or I ever want to do anything It'll along that there. lines, it will be found and it will be brought up. Right. Because those are the things that are being used to determine your character more so than your financial ability, more so than your day-to-day -day actions. And, you know, that's why we had Kavanaugh being put on trial for something that happened 40 years ago. You know, by a woman who couldn't even remember what had actually happened. What happened, where, <coughs> where it was, who it was. Yeah, didn't know any of that. But it didn't matter because that was impacting his social credit. And right. that, that was the goal of it. It wasn't about actually accomplishing a criminal investigation. They don't care about that. The EPA works that same way. When they attack your business and take you into court, even if you're doing everything legal, they don't care if they can win or not. The goal is to damage your position so severely that you cannot recover from it. They don't care if they lose the court case. They only care that you spent millions of dollars trying to protect your reputation. Right. And that's how social credit scoring works. And, and the government will use that to determine if you are somebody that is of value to them or if you are not a value to them, you are an enemy of the state. There is uh, enormous industries now are, are uh, springing up across social media, on the Internet, about doing social repair. Um, where somebody, let's say you own a small business and somebody leaves an adverse comment on your website. They can actually go in and repair the damage, either through negotiations or mitigation. The, uh, but the point is that the people who make decisions anymore no longer look at the content of your character. They look at the volume of your media, your social media. Or has the apple stopped appling? If your half of a 100-foot <laughs> cottonwood tree just needs a haircut, call Affordable Tree Service North at 970-568-6898. We have saved many trees everyone else said was dead. I'll show off. Hey, you're not in this one either. From fire mitigation, bushes, trees to bees, that's 568-6898. God bless us. Do you need your fireplace clean? Not sure if your fireplace is working right or not sure if the fireplace is efficient? Call Abundant Flame at 970-966-0217 to schedule your appointment. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-ins, pellet stoves, wood fireplaces, and electric fireplaces. Visit us at Abundant-Flame or call 970-966-0217. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. 